Hey, faithful listener, welcome to season six of the Bible Explained podcast, the podcast where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and enjoy today's discussion from the book of Acts. Good morning, faithful listeners. You've tuned in to the Bible Explained podcast with your host, Jen, which is me. And I hope that you've got your cup of coffee ready because we are going to jump into Acts chapter four, verses 13 through 23. Now, I did talk about verse 13 the other day on Thursday, but because the verse is so in-depth, I want to talk about it again and actually uh, bring a new perspective to the verse, something I didn't talk about on Thursday. So I'm going to start in verse 13 and talk about this, but just to recap you guys on what's going on here, Peter and John had just healed a lame man, well, rather Peter healed the lame man, and this lame man started like hopping and skipping into the temple. And so Peter and John took that opportunity to talk to everybody in the temple about Jesus. And so, of course, the elders of that temple didn't like that Jesus's name was being mentioned. So they arrested Peter and John and also the crippled man, it looks like, and took them before the Sanhedrin. Now, the Sanhedrin were basically Jewish elders that uh, were lawyers as well. And they worked side by side with the priests and the Pharisees and the Sadducees to, um, to do whatever they wanted to do. So let's go ahead and read Acts chapter 4, verses 13 through 23 out of the W.E.B. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and had perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. They recognized that they had been with Jesus. Seeing the man who was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? Because indeed, a notable miracle has been done through them, as can be plainly seen by all who dwell in Jerusalem, and we can't deny it. But so that this spreads no further among the people, let's threaten them, that from now on they don't speak to anyone in this name. They called them and commanded them not to speak at all or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, judge for yourselves, for we can't help but tell the things which we saw and heard. When they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people, for everyone glorified God for that which was done. For the man on whom this miracle of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. Being let go, they came to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. On Thursday, I talked about verse 13 and how Peter and John were ignorant and unlearned men, which is literally the verbiage that this verse uses. It calls them ignorant and unlearned. <laughs> and how the Holy Spirit actually gave Peter and John so much wisdom. Even though Peter and John didn't grow up like having a theology degree, they weren't Pharisees, they didn't uh, study the scriptures as their career like the Pharisees did, but yet they understood the scriptures so well. And that's because the Holy Spirit was giving them that wisdom. And so I argued how you and I, we can understand the scriptures with the same power that the Holy Spirit gave Peter and John here. But one thing I didn't discuss on Thursday was how the Pharisees were marveling and recognizing that Peter and John had been with Jesus. And that's a very important aspect of this verse that I kind of left out. 
So I would definitely like to touch more on that today. It is very important for the world to recognize that you and I had been with Jesus. And how does the world recognize that? It recognizes it because Christians are supposed to follow the teachings of Jesus. So anyone who follows the teachings of Jesus, the world is going to recognize that person as a Christian. And so that is why Christianity gets such a terrible rap around the world. It's because there are people who claim Christianity and say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but then they don't follow the teachings of Jesus. The Ten Commandments actually talk about that. One of the commandments actually states that you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And if you look at the Hebrew of that, it actually says you shall not carry the name of the Lord your God in vain. Now, what that's talking about is the quote unquote Christians who carry God's name in vain. They say, oh, yeah, I believe in God. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I follow Jesus, but then they don't actually follow any of the teachings of Jesus. And so they carry God's name in vain. So people need to recognize Christianity as the belief system that follows the teachings of Jesus. Christian literally means little Christ. And so as a Christian, we should emulate Christ. We need to be little Christs. And so these Pharisees here were recognizing Peter and John, in a sense, as Christians, as little Christs, as men who had walked and been with Jesus. So that is why you and I need to be very careful in our Christian faith. Now, of course, we're always going to sin. We're always going to fall short because we live in a sinful world and we have a sin nature ourselves. But we have to do our best to follow the scriptures and to follow the teachings of Jesus and to live up to the title of Christian, of little Christ. And so that we don't carry the name of Jesus in vain. So Peter and John were with Jesus and the Pharisees had recognized this. And so in verse 14, it says, seeing the man who was healed standing with them. So that means that they did, in fact, bring the crippled man in with Peter and John, who had been healed. It says they could say nothing against it. <laughs> so they were trying so hard to, like, find something to charge Peter and John with. But because the crippled man was, like, standing there on his own two feet, not crippled, the Pharisees could literally say nothing against Peter and John because because a miracle had just taken place. So they they shoo Peter and John out of the council and they start uh, murmuring among themselves. And so they're saying, what shall we do to these men? Because indeed, a notable miracle has been done through them, as can be plainly seen by all who dwell in Jerusalem. And we can't deny it. <laughs> so they're like, we're trying so hard to deny this uh, this miracle that took place, but it definitely happened, and so we can't do it. We've got nothing to charge Peter and John with. And here's what's really interesting about this, if you look at it. The Pharisees themselves recognized that a miracle had been done, and yet they were so concerned 
about Jesus's name getting out, that they couldn't even give God glory and give God praise for this amazing miracle that had just happened to this crippled man. That shows another level of corruption in these people's hearts. And here's the thing. These guys were taking Yahweh's name in vain, if you think about it, these Pharisees, because they claimed to follow Yahweh, who is our God. And yet look at what they're doing here. They can't even give Yahweh glory for this miracle that they know is from Yahweh because they even say it. They're like, yeah, this miracle's definitely been done through these two men, as can be plainly seen. This is what taking Yahweh's name in vain looks like. People in authority like to use Yahweh's name, God's name, in order to achieve greatness for themselves sometimes. And that is why throughout the years, Christianity and even Judaism has gotten such a bad rap. It's because people take God's name in vain. They claim God, but then they don't actually follow God. They're just doing whatever they want to do and claiming God. So the Pharisees are all talking to themselves and they say, so that this name, Jesus, spreads no further among the people. Let's threaten these two men so that now on they won't speak to anyone in that name. So they hate Jesus's name so much that they're going to threaten Peter and John. But here's the thing. They have no power over Peter and John, literally no power over them, just as they had no power over Jesus. And you might be like, well, Jen, they did have power over Jesus because they actually were the ones who delivered Jesus to Pontius Pilate. But it says in the scriptures that Jesus himself went willingly. And Jesus himself was the one who actually gave up his own life. And even when Jesus was up on the cross, it says, and then Jesus gave up his spirit. So Jesus was the one in control of everything from the very beginning. And that's why the Pharisees couldn't, no matter how hard they tried, couldn't put Jesus to death until the time was right for Jesus to be put to death. Because as Jesus did come down to earth to be put to death, he came down to be the sacrifice for humanity. And so it was going to happen one way or the other, but the Pharisees really ultimately had no control over Jesus. Just as they have no control over Peter and John here, there is nothing they can actually do to Peter and John. So they resort to threats and to violence. And that is why God tells people all the time, don't be afraid of humanity. Don't be afraid of what mere men can do to you. Just trust in me and do what you are supposed to do. And that's very, very scary. It is horrifying <laughs> to just trust in God and do what you're supposed to do instead of becoming afraid of what people might do to you. Because people really like to persecute those who tell the truth. Because the truth is hard. The truth is a little bit scary because when the truth is said, that means that somebody has to change what they are doing potentially. And people don't like to change and people don't like to be told that what they're doing is wrong. And so that's why Christianity is the most persecuted religion of all time. And you can look up the statistics for that. But um, going back to my original point, which was, yes, the Pharisees had no control at all over Peter and John. Just as nowadays, people have no control over us. God is in control of literally everything. And so we have to put our trust in God. And for me, it is very scary 
to get on this podcast every single day and to talk about scripture because scripture is very countercultural. It's very anti the, the culture of America today. It is scary to tell the truth, but God is ultimately in control of everything. And so we have to put our trust in God alone, even when it is super scary. And I'm speaking to myself here. <laughs> I am. So Peter and John get threatened by these Pharisees. It says they called them in and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. And they threatened Peter and John, probably with death or with crucifixion. Or they were like, hey, do you want to follow the same path that your master Jesus took? Then you better stop using his name. Because if you if you want to get crucified like he did, you can go ahead and keep speaking in his name. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, judge for yourselves. For we can't help but tell the things which we saw and heard. So Peter and John give a, a great response. They're basically like, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> we're going to keep teaching in Jesus's name because God told us to do that. And because God told us to do that, we're going to listen to God and we're not going to listen to you. And that's the most important thing. Are we listening to God over what the world tells us to do? Because a lot of times we are not. A lot of times we listen to the world when we should be listening to God. And think about the Old Testament episodes that I'm doing. I just did one yesterday about how the Israelites were following the gods of the Amorites, were fearing the gods of the Amorites instead of Yahweh God. And so because they started fearing gods that were fake, what the world told them to fear, they ended up destroying themselves basically. And that's what the world is going to do. The world is going to lead you on a path away from God and on a path that leads to literal destruction. Because God is the one that brings life, peace, health, happiness, everything good. And Satan is the one that brings everything bad. And Satan is in charge of the world right now. And the only thing that Satan has to use against Christians is fear and lies. And that's exactly exactly here what the Pharisees are doing to Peter and John. But Peter and John, they say, nope, we're not listening to this. We're going to listen to God. And that's what we're going to do. So here's my question. Why did the Pharisees want so badly for the name of Jesus not to get out? For several reasons. Firstly, they did not want their power taken away from them because uh, Jesus had more authority than they did. And they know that they were very jealous of Jesus when Jesus was alive. So they didn't want the name of Jesus being out because that would take their authority away from them. Because ideally, the people would start listening to the message of Jesus over the message of the Pharisees who were teaching something very anti-God, anti-Jesus. So that's the first reason. The second reason is because they probably feared for their own lives <laughs> if the message of Jesus got out because they were the ones that put Jesus to death. And I'm sure that they did not want that fact being brought out. And that's what Peter and John were doing. They were basically like, you guys all put Jesus to death. So the, the Pharisees and the, the Sadducees didn't want that little fact about themselves being given out to the people, really. So that's why they tried to stop Peter and John. But Peter and John, they were like, nope, we are going to keep doing 
what we're going to do. We're not going to listen to your fear-mongering threats. We are going to listen to God. So then it says in verse 21 through 23, when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. (laughs) So the Pharisees really had nothing. They had nothing up their sleeves. There was nothing they could do. And uh, everyone was glorifying God for this miracle that had taken place. Because verse 22 says, for the man on whom this miracle of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. So think about that. I mean, this miracle was so miraculous, not just because he was crippled from birth, but because there was absolutely no cure for this man at all. He had been like this for more than 40 years. And yet now he's jumping around on two healthy legs after Peter lifts the man up on his own two feet, you know? And so all the people were glorifying God. And so the Pharisees became scared because the people were so uh, mesmerized by this amazing miracle that took place. So Peter and John being let go, they came to their own company, so the, the church, and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So the question is, are we carrying God's name correctly? Like if we say we believe in God, are we living the lifestyle that truly says we are Christians? Or are we living a completely different lifestyle? So it's important to self-analyze and to ask God, like, hey, God, like, what can I work on to be the Christian you want me to be? What can I work on to change, you know, this aspect of my life that I know is wrong? What can I do to just be a better Christian that shines the light like Peter and John did here? Because that's what Christians are supposed to do. We are supposed to shine the light of Jesus to the dark world. And there's actually a, a parable that Jesus gave a while back that said something like, make sure the light in you is not darkness. And that's profound because we might think that we are very good people. We might think like, oh, you know, I believe in Jesus and I'm a good Christian person. But in actuality, we have darkness inside of ourselves instead of light. So that's why it's very important to self-analyze and to read scripture and to listen to scripture like all of you guys are doing when you tune into the podcast and when you open the Bible for yourselves. You are reading scripture so that you can align your lives better with what the scriptures have to say. And that is the point of Christianity. We have to make sure that that light inside of ourselves is truly light and not something else. All right, guys. Well, uh, go over to the YouTube page because I just finished my episode of complementarianism versus egalitarianism. And the YouTube page is linked in the description of this episode. And you can find that uh, recent podcast episode that I did about egalitarianism versus complementarianism. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Tune in tomorrow for another episode out of Judges where we're going to be introduced to the new judge, Gideon. I'll see you guys tomorrow, but for today, happy listening and God bless.